Hello, and welcome to Ask Mama Amy, a podcast promoting practical advice and resources for strong mothers. I'm your host, Amy Shao, single mom and estate planning attorney and founder of Shao Law. Hi, everybody. This is Amy Shao. Uh, welcome back. Today, we have Dr. Denise Wiesner here today with us. Hi, Denise. Hi. <laughs> so happy to have you. So uh, Denise is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I am particularly excited to have her with us. She's a specialist um, in uh, love and healing, especially when it comes to fertility. So um, Denise, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yes, um, I'm, a, I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine and acupuncture, and, but I also am a certified sex coach. So I work with couples that are trying to conceive, uh, both with Western reproductive medicine and if they're trying on their own, just to kind of keep the connection there because there's a lot of couples that have issues in the department of sexuality and no one to talk about. So not only do I give nutrition advice and supplements and herbs, but I also try to talk about personal growth in terms of intimacy. Yes, I, I love that. When I read your bio, it's like, this is what everybody needs. Because <laughs> it, it, the topics, like the, that department is so, nobody talked about it, right? Like, but making babies can bring so much tension to people and people just don't know how to handle it. And then, and then all of a sudden they're arguing all the time and that doesn't help with baby making. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, you know, it, 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 I think we all weren't prepared for, you know, if, if, if it's hard or if it's like taking time, like you sort of prepare all your life, like you're not going to get pregnant till the right time comes, if you, you know, or you wait for that, the right person so that you have the right time. And if it doesn't happen, it, we're just not prepared for any of that. So, and it does take a toll. It's, it becomes a job for a lot of couples and there's all sorts of issues. And maybe there's issues in that department to begin with, because it's such a taboo subject to talk about, you know? So yeah. I love to bring light to that subject and, and actually bring a voice to it. I love that. I love that. And so tell us why you started doing what you're doing in the first place. I'm so curious, just personally. Uh, you know, I, I've been in the infertility for a while. And actually, it started in women's health when I was going, when I was a student and I was studying in China. Mm -hmm. um, this is so personal. So <laughs> But anyway, so I, I ended up having like a sort of a bacterial vaginosis, an infection. And I was on a week before I was going to China to study. And, um, you know, you can get it from like, you know, being in like wet clothes. You know, I used to work out a lot. So um, I went to the doctor and it was a really horrible pap smear. And, and they, the guy told me I had an infection. He wouldn't tell me what, what kind. And he, and he said, he's going to put me on these really strong antibiotics. And I was like, what, mm -hmm. is, what is he talking about? Yeah. And I ended up, um, you, when I got to China using herbs and it really was amazing in women's health. And it got me started on the path of women's like health, gynecology and Chinese medicine. And there's so many great alternatives to Western medicine and, you know, for conditions like PCOS, endometriosis, um, you know, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections. It was like, wow, these are great things. And that got me on women's health. And then um, I was having difficulty conceiving my second child. Mm. And I, you know, tried everything. And I went to acupuncturists and I went to natural healers and they are, and they just, there wasn't an integration of Western and Eastern medicine. And mm. I felt like, uh, you know, no one checked my blood and the, the Eastern doctors didn't check my blood. And 
I felt like I really wanted to bring the marriage of Western and Eastern medicine in my practice for fertility. So, um, and then I knew all those struggles. Like I had a miscarriage and I had to terminate a baby. Yeah, I had all these problems. And, and I, I really understood the emotional toll it takes not only on myself personally, but on couples. So, yeah. Oh gosh, well, you've gone through it all. So that makes you the best therapist. Uh, and I can't imagine. Um, so tell us how old are your kids now, both of them? Um, I have a 19 year old, almost 20 year old and a 25 year old. Mm-hmm. Getting old. <laughs> it seems like yesterday that I was pregnant. I mean, it's just, it's quite, it goes by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always your kids, right? No matter how old they are. Yes. I told my child when he was driving up to college, yesterday um I was like can you call me or text me when you get there but he did not <laughs> you're <laughs> always a mother he just like walked away <laughs> like sure um, but then forgot yeah yeah um and so it, it's so obviously you've gone through so much even just get bringing them to this world uh, and and of course uh you as a, a mom what would you say is the biggest challenge on on your mom journey um that's of course hard to answer in one sentence, but if you, you know, could. My, my mom journey was a little um, interesting because I became a widow at um, when my kids were nine and 14. So oh I gosh. pretty much was, a, I raised them then as a single mom. So I think the biggest challenge really was trying to figure out how to raise kids, have a business, um, oh. take care of myself, take care of my kids, be there for everyone and, and be successful at it. Uh, I think that's, that was the biggest challenge. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I, it's, it's hard to imagine how you were able to bring all those pieces together. It must be so hectic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you know, it's, it's amazing women. Cause you were, we, we, we started having a conversation about strong women. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's amazing what women can do. It's amazing what you can do when you have to, like, you just do what you need to do. You show up how you need to show up when yeah. you have to. Right. Yeah. Um, you yeah. And, and as, yeah, for sure. And as a single mom myself, I, I totally, you know, can can see how hard and how difficult that could be. And so how did you hold the strength? Like where was what was the source of your strength at that time to kind of I, mean, get- I think as a mother, you know, you have kids that you have that are responsible for. I think they they really got me through because I had to show up for them. So it's just that mother, innate mother bear, kind of like, I need to take care of my kids and, and, you know, provide for them and work and be there. And, you know, I, I, I don't know that I did, you know, I made some of the basketball games, but sometimes I couldn't show up because I had to work. And it's a, it's kind of like, I always think about like wearing different hats. Like you just wear different hats. Like there's the hat for working and the hat for, you know, mothering and, 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 and calendar shopping. Mm-hmm. And I think one other thing that's really significant is I asked for help. Yeah. You just can't do it all on your own. I think it takes a village to raise children. And, and I think asking for help when we need it is, is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so key. And especially for high power women, like you're so established and successful in your career. It's easy to think, oh, I can do this all by myself. But really, when it comes to kids, not really. No, it takes a village. You, you, uh-huh. you, you know, you, you need, we all need help. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to live in villages and communities. And I think that asking for help and it, it goes even for my patients. It's mm-hmm. like, if they're having issues in their relationship, I think it's important to ask for help, but people don't want to talk about it because it's such a taboo subject. I think we need to begin to, to ask for help when we need it, mm-hmm. to recognize it earlier. 
Yeah, yeah that's such a great point. And it's a great segue for our, um, in your work life, uh, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see in couples as they're trying to either uh, get more intimate or, um, you know, bring another human being to this world? What are some of the top mistakes that you see people make and some of the improvements that they, they can make? Some common mistakes really happen is that be, that making a baby becomes like a re really huge job and chore. And then when it's pressure to, to perform, sometimes I see that males have a difficult time you know, some males have a difficult time getting an erection when it's pressure to perform because it's all on them. Spotlight here. It's your turn. Let's go. It's common. It's more common than you would, you would, you would think. Right. And then, you know, it's, or couples just have, um, they only have intercourse at that time that they're trying to conceive at that like window. And again, it puts this pressure on. So they, it starts becoming a job and not pleasure. And they get, it gets reduced to not intimacy and connection and heart connection, we're making a baby is all about like love, you know, and opening our heart. So I see that as a really common problem with couples. Um, and then an extension, you know, the inability to communicate about it. Like the women don't know like what, what to tell the husbands when they're ovulating and, you know, they just don't talk about this subject because they all, it's just difficult. Yeah. And yeah. you asked me a second question. I'm not, what, what, what are some of the improvements that you've been recommending to them? How can they improve on these? Um, I think, I think, you know, one asking for help and then I, you know, I'll, I'll try to get them back into the pleasure body, you mm -hmm. know, into pleasure because, um, you know, it, it, it's so much about touch and connection and doing things together. And, you know, it's not all about like penis and vagina, um, on a date, it's, it's really about everything, all the senses. So it, some of the improvements are like getting back into the senses, the smells, having aromatherapy in the room, um, taste, you know, making food together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, sight, like dressing up because you feel like you want to dress up for your partner or whatever, you know, um, mm -hmm. for yourself really, um, uh, sight, taste, smell, um, and, you know, maybe listening to music for hearing, you know, putting music on, lighting a candle. I mean, just sometimes it's basic stuff that we forget, you know, because maybe we've been in a relationship for a long time and we start to get in, you know, patterns of, of behavior. Like we watch TV and we have electronics in the bedroom and people are texting and we don't have like intimate connecting time because we're so busy with distractions. So like removing electronics from the bedroom. I mean, these are just simple suggestions, but I think in this day and age, very, very, very powerful. Yeah. Wow. And and um, what would you say? Um, how when when couples come to you, is it usually the woman who reach out to you or the guy, or do you do both or uh, together? Um, I do. It's usually the woman. Women seek help a little bit more than men do, and then but they and then I really like to see the the partners as well. So if it's a, if it's a heterosexual couple, I'll see the, the man and, huh. and they come in and sometimes the woman will make them come in. Uh, and then, then they end up liking it and they end up enjoying it and really enjoying the relaxation that happens in the office. But I also do um, remote. So I do telemedicine coaching, fertility coaching with couples remotely if they don't live close to Los Angeles where I, my practice is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I have heard, and correct me if I'm wrong. So I have heard that for same-sex couples, when they decide to make babies, it's more of an intentional process. And because they're both so intentional, it seems to oddly be more smooth because both people are on the same page. 
whereas heterosexual, it's like this pressure, you have to have babies, like, and then it somehow doesn't work as smooth, but that's a generalization, but tell me what you think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, heteros, uh, um, non-heterosexual couples, um, I, I actually wrote a course on um, sex and fertility, and I, and, and I had a comment from, you know, all different kind of non-binary, like our languaging around sexuality, or my languaging has to kind of change because I had, you know, gender normative and, mm-hmm. and, and it really is a, like, yeah. it's everything goes right now uh-huh. in terms of, uh-huh. of gender and, and sexuality and making babies. So, um, um, but in, in same sex couples, uh, yeah, I find that actually making a baby, you know, they usually have to, they have to have intervention of some sort, you know, I, and, and, and I've actually interviewed people where they were like, we had more sex when we were, you know, trying try to make a baby because they would maybe do an insemination, a home insemination. And, and it's a, it's a very, it's a different process because mm-hmm. there is medical intervention, no matter how you slice it. So, um, and some couples come to, you know, in, in all, all relationships, some couples get closer in that process, but um, there isn't a like must perform now. It's, it is sometimes a coming together. So yeah, it is different. I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So talk about intervention. Um, as I, you know, I'm looking into this whole intervention thing. Like I find the doctors get involved a lot and there's just so much cost to everything and getting all the eggs and the follicles. It's, it's huge. It's a huge medical expense for everybody involved and a lot of doctors visits. And so when you talk about combining the Chinese and the East and West, how do you see yourself fit into the whole big <laughs> process of getting people yeah. uh, pregnant um, or conceive? I feel like I'm the voice of non-fear. <laughs> I want to represent, I feel like when, when you're a woman and you're approaching 40, it's, and it, I have it in my 35-year-olds, they have so much anxiety and so much fear about getting, not getting pregnant. It's just almost because there's so much information out there mm-hmm. and doctors oftentimes will be like, yeah, you need to freeze your eggs or yes. there's a lot. And, and I'm not against Western medicine. Like I work with a lot of Western MDs. I'm very grateful that we have this technology that we can help women and men conceive. And it's really a beautiful thing. And I've seen many, many babies being born through IVF and inseminations. So I really want to put it out there, not against that at all and not against egg freezing. I think it's an amazing that we can have that for women. However, it becomes this, what, like the only way to conceive is like with Western medicine, or I've tried for three months and then all my friends are doing IVF. So now I need to do an IVF. And I've heard this from women where mm-hmm. it's like, my friends all told me that don't wait too long. And so like, mm-hmm. it's like, we've, we, we are disconnected from our natural source of, of fertility in mm-hmm. all areas. We've given away our power and I see it with birth too. I mean, I had a, a woman that, you know, um, birth during, it was during the, you know, during the pandemic, but she was pregnant and the doctors were like insistent that she, um, schedule her, um, you know, her, um, um, induction getting induced, having the baby come at on like a Friday that her, the baby's head was too big and she wouldn't be able to deliver naturally. And they really put all this fear into her. But then when it happened, the hospitals were full because of the pandemic and she, they couldn't induce her. And she was like, just crazy because she, lost her power that she thought she couldn't birth on her own without being induced. It was fascinating to watch because they told her that she couldn't. And I think that's happens a lot with fertility and birth that women kind of give away their natural ability to conceive and also to birth. 
because we're, for, we're in fear, like, oh, what we can't, or our, our numbers aren't right, or it, it just becomes fear. And my role, I feel so much is to get women back into, and men too, women back into their bodies, to back into source, connected with the fertility that exists already inside themselves. We, you know, and I think this goes for like mothering, this goes for everything using my hands a lot today. Um, <laughs> I love the animation. Um, it's, it's, it's getting reconnected to who we really are and not losing our power. Uh-huh. I, I just love what you said. And tell me a bit more about that innate fertility. If the doctors are saying, well, your AMH level is lower, much lower, half the number than last month. You gotta freeze your eggs now. Yeah, I mean, it happens so much, and you know, if you, and people have had bad experiences with freezing their eggs. They, I've had patients that don't get a lot of eggs. You know, Western medicine is is an art as well as a science, so they're trying to figure out how your body's going to respond to Western medication. And and yeah, based on your AMH, you know, your egg reserve, it doesn't mean that you can't get pregnant on your own. An AMH level is is about holding back the amount of follicles that you have. So maybe your ovarian reserve is lower then maybe it should be. But if you ovulate every month and make one follicle containing one egg, you can get pregnant, you know? So it's, it's just for, for IVF or Western or egg freezing, you know, not great to get a lot, but it's quality over quantity. And, you know, I think it's, it's again, the panic and the fear makes everything worse. So, I mean, it's the, it's, you know, it's, it's, I've had patients where their AMH is really low and the doctor, I just had a 40 year old, over 40 year old. The doctor was like, you need a Western intervention. Your AMH is really low. Your ovarian reserve, you should start an IVF tomorrow. She came to my office hysterical and she was also having bladder problems. And, and it was like this new thing. She was getting bladder infections repeatedly and she wasn't able to have sex with her husband that much. And they were trying to make a baby. So it was just a whole debacle. And um, she came to me, I think she, she's pregnant right now. Uh, she came to me and they had like, somehow they ate, they were able to have intercourse like this one month, one time. And guess what? She got pregnant, even oh. with a really low AMH. So again, these are numbers. They don't tell the whole story. They're just, you know, they're, they're information and it's useful, but if it gets into the fear body, we don't know what's possible. We have to give our bodies a chance sometimes. Yeah. And I, you know, if it's a, if you're 45 and you're, you know, it's like your AMH is really low. And I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, time to use Western medicine and there's a time to not. So you have to, it's, it's a balance. Yeah. Right. And that's why people come and see you. So you can make that diagnosis for them and decide when to bring in the, the acupuncture part of it. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's acupuncture in, in China, it's really herbal medicine in China. They, the gynecology department is herbal medicine. So herbs are amazingly powerful in helping to lower. I've seen um, AMH be raised a little bit, even though they say that it can't. I've seen egg egg reserve go up. Um, I've seen people do really well with herbs, and you know, like I, I, people get fear fear based about herbal medicine a lot. But you know, we we eat herbs. You know, we go to the garden, pick rosemary, and put it on our potatoes. Right? Uh-huh. We have thyme, lavender. These are herbs, um, and we you know give when they're prescribed by a professional, they can be very powerful. Wow. And so in your office, do you actually provide those medicine or do you say, Hey, go see this pharmacist there down the street? No, I I actually am an herbalist as well. Uh And I have an herbal pharmacy in my office. Uh I do um, powdered herbs in my office, but I also have access to raw herbs. If, if I feel a patient really needs it, I will write a raw herbal prescription. and, And during COVID I've written a lot of raw herbal prescriptions for patients with side effects from COVID. 
too. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So for a couple that's struggling with the tension already, they are already, they've already gone through several, maybe a couple cycles um, of IVF and still failed. Then at this time point, would that be a good time to see you or should they come should, they should have come to see you earlier probably. you know i just i just i'll tell my couples that like whenever you know all the time is the right time so you know if you're if you're if you're if you're not struggling you want to just pregnancy pregnancy prep preparation get ready for for conceiving that's great even if there's nothing wrong so it's it's all of it exists yeah um and it's not just about if you're having problems but if you're having issues yes come to see me uh it's a it's a journey that we take together I love being a participant on a couple's journey to conceive. Um, I love to be supportive and to remind them about really, it's not a baby at all costs. It's really the divine expression of love that comes oh. in. And no oh. matter if you do an IVF, you adopt, you do a surrogate, like it doesn't matter how the baby comes. It's really this divine expression, right? I mean, having a child, no matter how it comes is, 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 is all, it's all about love. Oh, I just love that. You probably get a lot of um, patients who send you photos of their babies, right? <laughs> yes. Sometimes I really would, sometimes they would come um, bring them to me to hold. And, it, you know, during the oh. pandemic, I haven't, oh. haven't had that ha had it happen once. It was like, <gasps> oh. like, and it's just, it's quite, you know, life is a miracle, no matter how you slice That's it. Yeah. 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 Just so amazing. Um, so how can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you and um, you, you can get me um, at uh, my website. If my clinic is naturalhealingacupuncture.com or I also have a deniseweisner.com, my name, you know, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-I-E-S-N-E-R.com. And both, both ways um, are, are great ways to get a hold of me. Yeah. That's great. Um, so before we end today's episode, can you um, just say some final words to our local strong moms and our local community? I think, I think the final words really are about compassion and appreciation for mm -hmm. ourselves. I think that sometimes um, we have to give it to ourselves because sometimes the outer world doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like lately, especially because it's after Valentine's Day, but the love affair has to begin with self. Mm -hmm. So being kind and compassionate towards yourself and really just appreciating all that we do as women we do so much, you know, I just, I just, uh, picked a flower for myself this morning and, you know, just the, looking at the beauty, just for me and appreciation for all I do <laughs> and how I show up and to have the love affair with self. Cause it, it begins with the self and then it's an outer expression too. If you're in partnership to a partner. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's lovely. To our children uh, for that. And yeah. our children as well. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Denise. I appreciate you so much. And we'll Thank see you. you next time. All right. Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Ask Mama Amy. Head over to AskMamaAmy.com for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also get my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children so that you can leave them with abundant resources to support them and a total peace of mind. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review to tell us why. See you next time, mamas.